Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. is Thursday, March 28, 2019, and welcome to episode number 196 of the Mothership Broadcast of the, I'm sorry, the second installment, excuse me, of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am Mr. WWUS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as you said to talk about, of course, our favorite subject of all time. That being, of course, professional wrestling. Sorry about that. We will start things off with our wrestling news and research statement, which will be brought to us by our 2002 tag team, King Ice. We're going here tonight by the Iceman, uh, JD, Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, JD is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio. Every Monday afternoon, right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, from the TalkShoe chat box tonight, bringing us tonight's uh, wrestling history and birthdays is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is, of course, the, 2000, uh, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway here, folks, let's welcome JD and John to what should be a howling good time here tonight on episode number 196 of NWO Wolfpack. Good to be here. Thank you very, thank you very, thank you very much, there, uh, JD. <clears throat> of course, here tonight, ladies and of course, ladies, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed comes to us tonight from our group dedicated to, of course, a. Uh, a small faction inside WCW. Of course, I'm referring to the Latino World Order. Of course, our group LWOUS Latino Dynasty. We care to join us from our live video feed for Wolfpack 196 from LWOUS tonight. Please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash LWOUS Dynasty. 
And if you're here to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in, in addition to our news and views of history and birthdays, uh, not a whole lot to talk about here, but we will definitely try to keep you up to up to up to par on everything going on here. Uh, um, <clears throat> going on here, of course, leading up here towards WrestleMania, uh, <clears throat> um, and of course also um, what could be uh, what could happen here, like I said, prior to the grand the grand stage and all that. Of course. Some, some things may not, may not be going as well as others, but of course, here, folks, we're going to have to be watching this very, very carefully. And of course, we're going to be here to, to keep our eyes open and continue to keep you informed of everything going on here right before the big event, which is not too far away here, folks. So, like I said, we're, on, we're not a few days away from it. So, we'll definitely be keeping you in, in the loop about everything here, of course, starting tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get underway here with our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, coming to us from King Ice, bringing it here to us is the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? Hold on, I'll tell you about it. Okay, here we go. Tuesday night, during SmackDown Live, however, of course, however, we know Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. According to Dave Meltzer, the decision was made in the afternoon to have Charlotte face Asuka. Meltzer also noted that the idea of having both the SmackDown and Raw championships involved in the triple threat at WrestleMania was spoken about for quite some time, however. But the news came from somebody or someone who is in too important within the company. WWE mentioned of only the Raw Women's Championship being up for grabs at WrestleMania on their Twitter account, but the official preview for the match on WWE.com makes it seem like a mystery. Based on the word, it seems like only the Raw Women's Championship will be up for grabs, but that could only change. Two champions and one bad last will collide over the hashtag Raw Hashtag women's, over the hashtag Raw hashtag Women's title in the main event of hashtag WrestleMania. Hashtag Hashtag SmackDown Live at Becky Lynch WWE at Ronda Rousey and Miss Charlotte WWE. However, meanwhile, however, Jimmy Uso, however, according to reports, however, mind you, however, has apparently, however, in his recent issues with the law, have been resolved. TMZC Sports is reporting that Uso and his attorney John Freeman have struck a deal with prosecutors and agreed to play no contest following an alcohol field incident that happened in Detroit back in February. In exchange for pleading no contest, however, he was ordered to pay $450 in fines and essentially is off the hook. Police state that the 2018, however, Dodge Journey, uh, Naomi was driving, however, reeked of booze, however. Police officers ordered Naomi out of the vehicle, which caused Jimmy to get out of the car and, quote, square up for police. Jimmy allegedly took off his shirt and jacket and was put up, was put up his hands in an aggressive fashion that caused the police to think he wanted to fight. Uh, like I said, the officer was apparently afraid of, uh, like I said, however, afraid of his own safety and took out his taser. Jimmy settled down, complied with their commands, and was handcuffed and arrested for disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice. Following the initial story, however, WWE released the following statement. Jonathan Hattu is responsible for his own personal actions, if you will. Meanwhile, however, news on Brock Lesnar, however. Speaking on the Oh You Didn't Know wrestling show, however, reporter Brad Shepard discussed what could happen with WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar after WrestleMania 35. As previously reported, there has been talk of Lesnar returning to the UFC to fight heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier for the title. However, that bout has yet to 
officially signed, however. According to Shepard, Lesnar's post-WrestleMania schedule is a, quote, closely guarded secret in WWE right now. Right now, only a few people know what's going to happen with Lesnar in, WWE, in the WWE in the future. This includes not revealing Lesnar's future WWE appearances to many people backstage in the company. Shepard also stated a rumor that current indications show that Brock Lesnar will stay in WWE after WrestleMania 35 and that he would retain his title next Sunday. Lesnar, of course, is currently scheduled to defend his title against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium, Howard. The event, of course, will be held, Howard, in East Hartford, New Jersey, and broadcasted on the WWE Network. And in other news, Goldust's time in WWE has come to an end, according to a new report. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that Dustin Rhodes' WWE contract expired recently and that he didn't re-sign with the company. Rhodes is currently awaiting the expiration of his 90-day no-compete clause to expire before he's a free agent who can work elsewhere. He is expected to be free in May, which would suggest that his contract expired in February. That would coincide with when he removed WWE references from his social media, though he said at the time that he, quote, just wanted it different wanted it different, and not to speculate. The site also notes that there was a tease that Cody could face his brother in the latest Road to Double or Nothing video, which Cody is seen talking to a seamstress, and she asks if she should stay away from, quote, gold. Dustin Rhodes' latest WWE run, however, started back, however, back in 2013 when he returned under the Gold Dust persona. But now, hold the phone on that Gold Dust AEW speculation, folks. Dustin took to Twitter Thursday afternoon to deny the report from earlier in the day that his contract had expired and he was waiting for his no-compete clause to end so he could be a free agent. Rhodes posted the following at Dustin Rhodes, however. I'm still under contract with uh, at WWE, and everything that is being said online is just talking complete BS. That is exactly why I hate smart marks. Meanwhile, in college basketball news, however, the Sweet 16 is underway, as is Major League Baseball's opening day. In basketball news, earlier in the night, however, we had two good finals that, of two games so far with two more to come. Texas Tech and Michigan will be playing here in about 15 minutes, however, in the second game, however, of a twi-after. Twi- evening doubleheader at the Arrowhead Pond or the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Earlier in the evening, the Gonzaga Bulldogs charged past the Florida State Seminoles 72-58 to punch their ticket to the Elite Eight. Meanwhile, Purdue and Tennessee are battling it out right now down in Louisville, Kentucky at the KFC Yum Center, if you will, however. And right now, Purdue is up by a point early in overtime, 83-82 on Tennessee. The other game, of course, of note, will be later this evening when Oregon takes on Virginia. Tomorrow, however, the tournament continues, however, with big games in Washington, D.C. and Kansas City. Among the games you will see include Houston and Kentucky, Duke and Virginia Tech, LSU and Michigan State, however, just to list a few. And in Major League Baseball today, however, it was a busy day on the diamond, however. Earlier today, however, the New York Mets beat the Washington Nationals 2-0 as Max Scherzer got shut out by Jonathan DeGrom, however, the new Mets pitcher who just signed a big deal, however. Excuse me. Yeah, Max Scherzer and the Nationals lost, however. John's boys lost 2-0, however. Despite the Max Scherzer struck out 12 and only gave up two runs in seven in a third inning. Jonathan DeGrom, however, struck out 10 and walked one in six innings in order to get his first W of the season. Meanwhile, the Phillies took care of the Braves 10-4, however, as Andrew McCutcheon, the ex-pirate, hit his first home run as a Philly, and Bryce Harper didn't do too bad in his debut, however, going 0-3, however, despite the fact, however, he struck out twice and walked one time. The other game of note, however, earlier today, however, 
is that the Cubs pounded the Texas Rangers 12 to 4, and the Pirates, however, lost the tough one 5 to 3 in Cincinnati. However, despite the fact that Jameson Taylor did pitch pretty well for six plus innings, however, unfortunately, however, the first, like I said, however, the only other game of note that is going on right now is Boston, and of course, like I said, um, what was I going to say? Boston and uh, I just said it, uh, Seattle going on right now, however. Also, in, in which the Mariners were up eight to four. Also today, the Yanks won seven to two. The Brewers came back, however, to beat the Cards five four. The Tigers, however, did pretty well, winning two nothing. And the Diamondbacks got slaughtered twelve to five. While the Astros beat the Rays five to one. Other games have no include the Padres shutting out the Giants two nil. The A's, of course, shutting out the Angels four nothing. And the Twinkies beating the Tribe two nothing. While the Rockies took care of the Marlins six to three. And finally, however, we did see one other thing of note, however. HealByNature.com has reported, however, that WWE could be having a chance, might be returning to Madison Square Garden in September. According to reports, September 9th and September 10th have been listed so far by the site, however, according to reports, however, by Heal by Nature, that they will be returning in September and have announced the touring schedule for the remainder of this year and into early 2020. In addition to that, they have also reported that possibly the first SmackDown on Fox, however, that will be moving to Fox this fall, could debut on October 4 in Los Angeles. But nothing has been confirmed yet on either of these dates, but we'll keep you up to date with the touring schedule for the rest of 2019 and into 2020. Thank you very much, your JD. Of course, JD, along with TNW Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. Before we get to John's history and birthdays here, which we have, it looks like we have quite a bit to talk about tonight. I do have, I think we have someone someone coming in on the line here, and I am checking that out right now here. Uh, where is, oh, yes, okay, I have that right here, and I do believe I know who this is. Uh, <clears throat> he is, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also part of the team, he's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And also, if you think about his other nickname, think about that 60 sitcom, Happy Days, in which one of the central characters went a little something just like this. He went, eh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, that's not a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Ponzi here, here on line here on episode 196 of Wolfpack tonight. Ponzi, uh, good to hear from you here, my man. Uh, of course, yep. uh, we're getting right into the history here, so just sit back and listen for just a few moments here while we, of course, take care of that business at hand. <clears throat> Excuse me, thank you. Okay, here we go here. 19 years ago today, we put it at the year 2000, WWF presented WrestleMania 15 uh, from the first um. year in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, to 2,276 uh, people were in attendance with a then WWF record of 800,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up 730,000 from WrestleMania 14, which I believe, let's see, I believe, let's see, that's actually 1999. I don't know if that was 2000. But anyway, um, yeah. And also, this would be the last public appearance ever for Gorilla Monsoon, 
of course, as you know, just seven months before he passed away. In a Sunday Night Heat show match, Jacqueline defeated Ivory. Also, another Sunday Night Heat match, D'Lo Brown and Test co-won a 21-minute royal were shot at the tag team titles. Hardcore Holly defeated Billy Gunn and Al Snow in a triple threat match to win the Hardcore title. It's the first time in the history of the, of the WWF that the Hardcore title would be defended at WrestleMania. Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett defeated Test and D'Lo Brown to retain the tag team titles. This is Owen's last ever WrestleMania appearance, and this is Jeff Jarrett's last WrestleMania appearance until 2000, and, and until of, of course, uh, of course, uh, um, last year's last WrestleMania. Year. Butterbean defeated Bart Gunn by knockout in under 35 seconds in a brawl for all match. The special referee was was Vinny Panzienza. And the judges of the bout were Kevin Rooney, uh, Chuck Webner, who I believe that was the inspiration for the Rocky movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and also was played by uh, Liv Schreiber, however, uh, believe it or not, in the movie Chuck, believe it or not. Okay, JD. And also, like we said, WWF Hall of Famer, the late Gorilla Monsoon. Mankind defeated the Big Show by DQ to earn a right for a WWF title match. This is the Big Show's first ever WrestleMania appearance. Road Dog defeated Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and Val Venus in a four corners elimination match to retain the IC title. This was Goldust's last WrestleMania appearance until 2002 and Ken Shamrock's last ever WrestleMania performance. Kane defeated Triple H by DQ when China attacked Kane. Before the match, Kane attacked Pete Rose once again, similar to what happened the year before. Sable defeated Tory, T- uh, not Tory Wilson, the other Tory. To retain the women's title, Nicole Bass made her debut near the end of the match. This is the first time the women's title was defended at WrestleMania since 1994 and the last appearance of Sable until 2004. Shane McMahon defeated X-Pac to retain the European title with Triple H turn on X-Pac. It's Sean Waltman's first WrestleMania appearance since 1995 and his first WrestleMania match. His first WrestleMania match was originally scheduled for 1994. But due to, to the to, due to time constraints, the match was pulled off. Undertaker defeated the Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell match. It's the Big Boss Man's first ever WrestleMania appearance since 1992, and the first time that Hell in a Cell was used at, a, at WrestleMania. It would be, not be used at WrestleMania the next again until 2012. After the match, Undertaker hung the Big Boss Man from the top of the cell. I remember that one. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Rock to win the WWF title for the third time. Mankind was unable to referee the bout due to the injuries he suffered during the match. Instant Man made himself the referee. It was overruled by Shawn Michaels. Mankind eventually refereed the match. 19 years ago today, put it at 2000, at a SmackDown tape in San Antonio, Texas, Stephanie McMahon defeated Jacqueline to win the women's title. 18 years ago today, put it at 2001, the entire crew of WCW was informed that they, they were being laid off following a meeting regarding the future. Okay. Uh, no problem. Under, uh, at the time, WWF ownership. Nine years ago today, 2010, the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, a suburb of 72,219 were in attendance with 805,000 homes. Okay, that too. 
That is down from 960000 for WrestleMania 25. <laughs> a $5.8 million gross in ticket sales made it the highest wrestling event in the history of the, of the building at the time. This was the first rest, since WrestleMania in 1995 that a championship match did not close the show. Very fascinating. In a pre-show dark match, Yoshikatsu won a 26-man battle royal by last eliminating Zack Ryder. Gold Dust, the Great Khali, Luke Gallows, Vladimir Kozlov, Hornswoggle, William Regal, Finley, Mike Knox, Crime Time, Slam Master J, Primo, Santino Morella, Chris Masters, Tremberetta, Tyler Rex, Farlito, Kalen Croft, Mark Henry, Vance Archer, and Jimmy Jimmy's Wayne Yang. No, Jimmy Wayne. <laughs> Jimmy Wayne Yang. Okay. Show Miz defeated R Truth and John Morrison to retain the unified tag team titles. Randy Orton defeated Cody Rhodes and Tandy Biase in the triple threat match. Jack Swagger defeated Christian, Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Kobe Kingston, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Evan Bourne, Matt Hardy, and Drew McIntyre in a Money in the Bank ladder match. The win. Gave Swagger a future WWE or World Heavyweight title match at any time through at the following year's WrestleMania. Swagger cashed it in the following uh, two days after that and won the world title from Chris Jericho. Also, the last time that Money in the Bank would be used for WrestleMania as Money, as Money in the Bank held its own pay-per-views starting in July of 2010. Triple H defeated Sheamus. This is the first time, first WrestleMania appearance for Sheamus. Rey Mysterio defeated CM Punk. If Mysterio lost, he would have been forced to join the Straight Edge Society. Bret Hart defeated Mr. McMahon by submission in a no-holds-barred lumberjack match with the Hart family as lumberjacks and Bruce Hart as a special guest referee. It's Bret Hart's first WWE match since November 9, 1997. Of course, the night, the night of that infamous Montreal screwjob and where Vince played a part of that. Also, Brett's first WrestleMania match in appearance since 1997. This was also Vince's first WrestleMania match since 2006, and his last. Chris Jericho defeated Edge to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. It's the first time since 2003 that the World Heavyweight title was retained at WrestleMania. Lay Cool, Maurice, Alicia Fox, and Vicky Guerrero Defeated Mickey James, Kelly Kelly, E. Perez, Gail Kim, and Beth Phoenix. This is Mickey's last WrestleMania appearance until 2017. John Cena defeated Batista in the WWE title. It's the first time since 05 that the WWE title changed hands at WrestleMania, in which, ironically enough, John Cena won the WWE title. The Undertaker defeated Shawn Michaels in a no DQ match. With the loss, Shawn Michaels was forced to retire. But he did wrestle one more match last year when he and Triple H uh -huh. took on Taker at Crown Jewel. We all remember that one. Yes. Eight years ago today, 2000, WWE announced that the Road Warriors and Paul would be led into the WWE Hall of Fame. We got some birthdays to bring up here. First off, happy 57th birthday to the Warlord. I remember the Warlord. Okay. Happy 33rd birthday to Mustafa Ali, of course, the newest sensation on SmackDown. And today would have been the 46th birthday of Umaga. Here's a little history of, of Umaga. Umaga was born in 1973 and was a member of the Anoyai family. He began his wrestling career in 1995 with Matt Anoy, who would later become Rosie at the Wild Samoan Professional Wrestling yeah. School. 
two and that too. Batu debuted in WXW promotion in 2001. He and Matt signed the contract with WWE, and where they won the HWA tag team title by defeating Evan Courageous and Shannon Moore. He also competed for MCW, holding the MCW Southern Tag Team Championship on three occasions. In 2002, they were brought by by Eric Bischoff as members of the Three Minute Warning, in which they attacked random wrestlers. Bischoff gave people three minutes to entertain him. Before they were attacked, they went on to attack D. Will Brown, Sean Stasiak, Minnie Dust, Lillian Garcia, Mae Young, Fabulous Moolah, the HLA Action Group, y'all know what I'm talking about there, Jeff Hardy, Pat Patterson, Gerald Wilson, Big Show, Jimmy Snuka, Booker T, Gold Dust, Billy and Chuck, and Stephanie McMahon. The group were managed by Rico by defeating Billy and Chuck and Unforgiven. That time, Jamal was punished for being reckless in the ring. The team stayed shy, stayed shy of a year, and it will be released from the WWE in June of 2003, reportedly after his involvement in a bar fight. He debuted in TNA in September 2003 and stayed there for a while Siaki until his departure in August of 2004. Batu deb- debuted in All Japan Pro Wrestling forming the tag team with Taiyo Kia on December 1st, 2004. They won the World's Strongest Tag Team Determination League Tournament in December of 2005. Afterwards, he left AJPW. Anoa returned to the WWE the night after WrestleMania 22. On his first night, he attacked Ric Flair and started an undefeated streak and also defeated Ric Flair at Backlash. and started a winning streak against the majority of the roster from John Cena to Shawn Michaels and Triple H. He went on to feud with Kane and defeated him to take him off Raw. Umaga was the number one contender for the WWE title despite being pinned and placed into a feud with then-champion John Cena over the title. Cena finally ended Umaga's undefeated streak with a roll-up. Cena would win again at the Royal Rumble in a last-man standing match. Umaga captured his first singles title by defeating Jeff Hardy to win the IC title in February of 07 and was a representative of the Vince McMahon as he took on Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania 23 in a versus hair match, with, of course, Lashley winning the match. Umaga had a hand in helping the McMahons win the ECW title of Backlash over Bobby Lashley and also helped Vince retain the title of Judgment Day, but Lashley would win back the title at one night stand at Extreme Rules. Umaga won back his Intercontinental title over Santino Morello in July, but dropped the title to Jeff Hardy. Afterwards, he feuded with Triple H again and where Triple H defeated him in a street fight at Cyber Sunday and at Survivor Series in an elimination match. Umaga took on Batista at WrestleMania 24, where Batista defeated him. After a brief hiatus, he was drafted to the SmackDown brand, but some injuries forced him out of action from 2008 and 2009. Umaga's final feud was with CM Punk on SmackDown, where Punk defeated him at, at Extreme Rules in a Samoan strap match. Afterwards, Umaga was released due to his refusal to enter rehab. Umaga appeared at the Hulkamania Tour of Australia Wrestling Series of matches and feuding with Mr. Anderson as well. On December 4, 2009, he was found by his wife in their Houston, Texas home, unresponsive and with blood coming out from his nose. A 911 call was made and Fatu was rushed to an hospital by ambulance. He had suffered a heart attack and was pronounced dead at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Time. The reports showed that he had drugs hydrocodone, perizoprodol, and Houston medical examiner said that he had heart and liver disease. His drug use alone 
but that ultimately led to his death. And also, ladies and gentlemen, and also today would have been the 61st birthday of Hall of Famer Kurt Henning, of course known as Mr. Perfect. And here is some history on him. He and Rick Rude were childhood friends, and they attended Robbinsdale High School in his hometown of Robbinsdale, Minnesota, alongside Tom Zink, Barry the Belching Man Ponzi, uh, Road Warrior Hulk, and Barry Gold, all of whom later became professional wrestlers. Known as Cool Kurt Haney, he began his career on January 30th, 1980, in the AWA, a promotion which had made his father, Larry the Axe Haney, a star. He left the AWA and joined the WWF in 1982. He started his career as a promising young performer, that eventually would return to the AWA. 1984, winning the World AWA World Tag Titles with Scott Hall on January 18, 1986, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Later, he continued his solo career in the AWA, winning the AWA World Heavyweight Title over Nick Blackwinkle on May 2, 1987, at Super Clash with help from Larry Zabisco, turning heel in the process. The Hennings would engage in a feud with the Ganyas, and he and Medusa, who managed him, joined the Diamond Exchange, a, di a stable led by DDP, which also included Bad Company and Colonel De Beers. Henning lasted as AWA champion for 372 days. He was dropping the title to Jerry Lawler on May 9, 1988. Kurt would leave the AWA for the WWF with the promise of more money and broadened exposure. He returned to the WWF in December of 1988 and vignettes aired on WWF television where he was repackaged was a new character of an arrogant braggart villain who claimed to be able to accomplish difficult tasks perfectly, earning him the nickname of Mr. Perfect, which was his ring name in 1989. He presented himself as superior in, in athletics or anything else that he did. These, these clips showed him hitting half-court uh, three-point and no-look basketball shots, bowling a score of 300, running the table in billiards, and also throwing and catching the Hail Mary football pass. Also sinking a long golf putt and hitting home runs, followed by making bullseyes, bull, bull, bullseyes and darts. Stars of various Major League sports, including Wade Boggs of the Major League Baseball, Steve Jordan of the NFL, and Mike Madonna of the NHL, co-starred with Henning in these vignettes. Henning performed for the Mr. Per for his first time as Mr. Perfect, on October 4, 1988, where he defeated Jim Brunzel. He made his pay-per-view debut at Survivor Series and where he teamed with Andre the Giant, Rick Rude, Dino Bravo, and Harley Race to take on the team of Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Tito Santana, Scott Casey, and Kim Patera. With Andre's team winning, Mr. Perfect and Dino Bravo were the sole survivors. Perfect kept on being undefeated on television for over a year. He would also defeat the Blue Blazer on April 2nd, 1989 in his first WrestleMania match, and he gained a manager in The Genius, an arrogant poetry reciting scholar on the Brother Love Show, and began a feud with Hulk Hogan over the WWF title. The rivalry heated up when Genius defeated Hogan by countout, with Henning's assistance on the November 25th, 1989 episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. <clears throat> Perfect stole Hogan's title belt and destroyed it backstage. The belt was recovered in 1998 as it was renamed the Hardcore title after Vince gave it the title to Mankind. 
Although, of course, it was also, 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 of course, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's also been said that that wasn't the actual belt that Mr. Perfect destroyed that later became the Hulk Hogan. There's been some dispute over that for quite a long time, I think. Perfect and Hogan wrestled on the live events where he lost to Hogan, but it didn't compete on TV until January 15, 1990, when Henry received his first opportunity at the WWF title against Hogan, in which he won by DQ. At the Royal Rumble, he earned the number 30th spot, eliminating Rick Rude until he was eliminated by Hogan. Perfect's undefeated streak came to an end on March 19, 1990, when Ultimate Warrior defeated him on the MSG Network special. His first televised loss was at WrestleMania 6 against Brutus Beefcake. Perfect settled the score with Hogan <clears throat> with a match between the pair on the April 28, 1990 episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, where Hogan pinned, pinned for the first time on TV. After his loss to Hogan, he quietly ended his association with the genius and formed an alliance with Bobby Heenan. Perfect participated in the tournament for the Intercontinental title after a previous champion, Ultimate Warrior, vacated the title upon winning the WWF belt at WrestleMania 6 over Hulk Hogan. Henning was booked to win the tournament and won the IC title on May 19, 1990. Perfect held the title for three months until dropping the title to the Texas Tornado at SummerSlam 1990. Perfect would win the title back in December of 1990 and begin to feud with the big boss man and where Heenan made fun of boss man's mother. WrestleMania 7, the boss man defeated Perfect by the title. At SummerSlam 1991, Perfect lost the IC title at Madison Square Garden to Bret Hart and a broken tailbone and bulging disc forced him to retire from the ring. And expect the following year recovering from his injury to become Ric Flair's executive consultant and also became a color commentator for, of the show for the next full year. At the end, it's a suitable villainous foil to Vince McMahon's play-by-play. During this period, Perfect managed Flair to two WWF title wins. By the fall of 1992, Perfect would return to the ring by turning face as Randy Savage announced him as a replacement partner for the 1992 Survivor Series when the Ultimate Warrior was released from the WWF. Savage and Perfect defeated Flair and Razor Ramon by DQ. Perfect would continue to feud on with Flair throughout the start of 1993. At the 93 Royal Rumble, he eliminated Ric Flair, and the next night, he sent Flair out of the WWF for good. By 1993, Perfect put over some some new talent Lex Luger at WrestleMania. Excuse me. Holy shit, tonight. Wow. Lord have mercy. Uh, Ponzi's got a fog one built into his hand here. Michael's at 1993 as well. Perfect was originally scheduled to be in the 93 Survivor Series. It was replaced by Randy Savage without any official explanation given. Perfect would return on March 20th, 1994 at WrestleMania 10. The referee, the championship match between Lex Luger and Yokozuna. Perfect disqualified Luger after Luger manhandled Perfect, who was helping out Yokozuna's managers, Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji, instead instead of counting the pinfall and turn, turn heel again. Perfect was, had, was planned to start a rivalry with Luger, but Henning had more problems with his back and left the WWF in the spring of 1994. He returned to 95 Survivor Series to become a full-time commentator and did referee a few matches and also commentated a few pay-per-views in 1996. He was put in an angle with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, where Perfect helped Mark Merrow win the IC title. When Farouk, the following night on Raw, Perfect planned to return <clears throat> to the ring against Helmsley, but it was that he was attacked by Helmsley. 
It all turned out to be a complete ruse where Helmsley defeated Mero to win the IC title, where Perfect would leave the WWF in November 1996 and went on to join WCW in 1997. He would begin a, a feud with the DDP and were hitting, defeating him in a match at Road Wild. And became became a, a top favorite of both the Four Horsemen and the NWO. Uh, Henning originally joined the Four Horsemen at War Games after he took the spot of the retiring Arn Anderson. But when he appeared in the match, he attacked Ric Flair and handcuffed the entire Horseman while Perfect slammed the steel cage door in Flair in, on Flair's head. The following night on Nitro, he captured the U.S. title over Steve McMichael and held the title for the next three months. Defending against Flair and Halloween Havoc and World War III, where he dropped the title to DDP at Starcade. But when the feud died down, he was sidelined due to a knee injury in the mid in mid-1998. During his time, the NWO broke into two different factions, the NWO Wolfpack and NWO Hollywood. Both Henning and Rick Rude went on to join Kevin Nash's Wolfpack group, but they didn't fit in with the fan favorite Wolfpack faction. Henning was scheduled to wrestle Goldberg for the U.S. title, but failed to compete. Due to his place, and he lost the match. Henning and Rude attacked Conan and rejoined NWO Hollywood. The following month, Goldberg and Henning would face off for the WCW title, with Goldberg retained the title at Bash at the Beach. Henning continued to stay with the NWO until both NWO factions reunited, and Henning was placed in the B team that was kicked out of, of it in 1999. I was speaking against the leaders on January 25th, 1999. He would form a team with Barry Windham and won the tag team titles by defeating Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. He formed a new faction called the West Texas Rednecks with Barry Windham, Barry's brother Kendall, and Bobby Duncan Jr. who were presented as Southern country musicians and feuded with rappers and recorded an infamous country song titled Rap is Crap. After the disbanding of the Rednecks, Henning started a storyline in which he stated that he was following orders from the powers that be if you lost any match by pinfall, you must retire. He participated in a tournament to crown the new world heavyweight champion in the fall back in 99, in which he defeated Disco Inferno in the first round, but he was ultimately defeated by Jeff Jarrett. And he lost a retirement match and mayhem against Buff Bagwell and was brought back and joined forces with creative control at Starcade, defeating Harlem Heat and Midnight, and remained on the WCW on WCW TV, continuing to make sporadic appearances. He feuded with Sean Stasiak in 2000, and where Henning lost to Stasiak at Slam Marie. His last televised match in WWE was against future TNA star uh, Chris Harris on May 20, 2000, and where Henning won, and his contract expired in the summer of 2000. He became a franchise for the XWF, where he had a brief run, and went under due to WWF buying out many of his major talent. In November of 2001, he wrestled his old rival, Hulk Hogan, and where Hogan won the match. Perfect returned to the WWF, WWF in 2002 as a part of the 2002 Royal Rumble match and became a part of the finals in the final three. This was his first time being in the finals since 1990. Perfect would be eliminated by Triple H. Perfect got a full-time contract with the WWF along with the positive reaction of the Atlanta crowd. He would, he would wrestle Val Venus the next night and have feuds with Stone Cold Steve Austin, RVD, Kane, and among others. Perfect then teamed up with Sean Stasiak on house shows and also teamed up with his 1991 rival, the Big Boss Man. Henning would also be drafted to Raw during the first ever WWE draft, but he would be released from the company on May 7, 2002, 
due, a due to a confrontation with Brock Lesnar, among other incidents of drunkenness, the tussle took place on the infamous plane ride from hell. After he was released from WWE, he went on to work for TNA, where he feuded with Jeff Jarrett in 2002, as he became the mystery partner of Six Pac and BG James, where Henning's team won the match. Despite that, Henning relieved TNA in his last ever match in 2003, as he defeated David Flair in an axe handle on a pole match. On February 10, 2003, sadly, he was found dead in a Tampa, Florida hotel room at the age of 44. It was declared that acute cocaine intoxication was the cause of his death. His father stated that steroids and painkillers also contributed to his death. He was survived by his parents, Larry and Irene, his two brothers, Randy and Jesse, two sisters, Sandra and Susan, his wife, Leonice, as best I can pronounce her name, also two sons, Joseph and Hank, and two daughters, Amy and Katie, two of his Two of his children, Joseph and Amy, are also professional wrestlers. His mausoleum is at Jessamine Cemetery in New Hope, Minnesota. Perfect was personally inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2007 by Wade Boggs. Also, his wife, his four children, and his parents accepted the award on his behalf. On Independence Day 2007, hey, he was also... Sorry, real quick. We do have an update on that last game. In a wild game, Purdue knocked out Tennessee 99-94. So the Tennessee Volunteers are out. Okay, thank you very much, sir, J.D. On um, Independence Day 2007, Henning was also inducted into the George Tregos Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and yeah. Museum in Waterloo, Iowa. Perfect's legacy would still be kept in the WWE as Charlie Haas vignetted his memorable sports vignettes at the Dave and Busters on Monday Night Raw. Find out he was incapable of performing those feats. Haas said there was only... They said that there was only one Mr. Perfect. His son, Joe, uses the ring name Curtis Axel. He first used the ring name Michael McGillicuddy in where he debuted in the WWE as part of the Nexus in 2010. He and Otunga won the tag team titles in May of 2011 over Kane and the Big Show. After a year absence in 2012, Axel would resurface in 2013 as a Paul Heyman. By defeating Triple H and John Cena and won the Intercontinental title at Payback, making him the only father-son duo to hold the championship. Ice also teamed up with Bo Dallas in 2018 to win the Raw Tag Team titles as part of the B Team. And John said that's it for the history and birthdays here for tonight. Uh, so, uh, John, thank you very much for the history and birthdays for this evening. And, J.D., thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for this evening as well. Let's give you this one more time, folks. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 196 of NWO Wolfpack, uh, Thursday, March 28, 2019. Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, joining you here from, of course, on Talk Shoe. And also, let's see here. Also, John peeking in on our live video video in the U.S. tonight as I'll well. I'll be right back. Okay, J.D., thank you very much. Oh, before I do, uh, real quick, I want to tell you there was another significant thing that happened on this date. Forty years ago today, the Three Mile Island disaster. Oh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's right. Forty years ago today, over by Harrisburg, believe it or not. But like I said, I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. Okay. Okie dokie. Thank you. Thank you very much, your JD. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, apparently there's a, got another story out here on the horizon that popped up here today, uh, courtesy of, of course, of a, of a page that we've used widely for our wrestling history and birthdays called Cageside Seats. Apparently, I have a story that this is this has popped up here, and this is coming from Tommy Masano at uh, Cageside Seats, with of course his WrestleMania plans up in the air. Apparently, John Cena has been spotted dating again. Yes. So let me go ahead and let me go ahead and read that here. Hustle, loyalty, respect, and four-hour dinner dates. These are the pillars of John Cena now that he is back on the dating scene. WWE is a little over a week away from WrestleMania 35, and Cena still does not have a spot on the card. While shooting the film Playing with Fire in Vancouver, Cena does have a spot in his heart filled. TMZ has eyes everywhere, and they were the first to discover Cena on his date. Right, this is coming from TMZ. They say this. There was a shot here of the WWE Superstar out of, out of town, with an unknown for now brunette in Vancouver, and they're clearly having a great time together. Not only were they cozied up arm in arm together, but the photo agency that's father says they enjoyed a four-hour dinner date. When, we, when it was last heard from the man and four-hour dinner dater himself, Cena was promoting an upcoming appearance in New York City talking about his children's book called Elbow Grease. The meet and greet for Cena is scheduled for April the 5th at Union Square, also known as uh, AKA two days before WrestleMania 35. For the past few weeks, Cena has also been heavily te teasing fans on social media with images of Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle spot on his Instagram page. As of last week, rumors pointed to WWE still scheduling some type of match, some type of match with Cena at WrestleMania 35. Two years ago, as everyone remembers, John Cena proposed to Nikki Bell at WrestleMania 33. At WrestleMania 34, Cena hung out in the crowd before getting squashed by The Undertaker in an impromptu match. What role will Big Match John, as it's being called, play at this year's Showcase of the Immortals? Well, folks, like I said, we don't know what the deal is uh, as of yet with that. Uh, uh, while JD has stepped away here, let me ask uh, let me ask Fonzie this question here. Fonzie, let me get your take here. Uh, with all this being talked about here, do we see Cena wrestle this year? And if so, who is he going to wrestle? Yeah, you'll see him. But uh, with who? Um, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Good point, view. I know it's kind of hard to say, they're just throwing it all up in the air. I mean, with them saying, you know, on his Instagram page, you know, seen with pictures of, uh, you know, Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, I mean, I mean, it's been talked about, you know, of them saying, you no, know, they're throwing out the match between Cena, I mean, between Angle and Corbin at WrestleMania. Um, are they going? Are they just right before WrestleMania starts? I mean, I know you said you had no idea, and that's understandable. Do we? Do we and let me ask you. Let me ask you this question in this way: Would you like to see Angle and Cena one more time, one for the last time at WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. All right. 
John, would you let me ask you this question? Would you like to see Cena take on Angle and Angle's last match at WrestleMania? <coughs> and that too. Okay. And John says he would as well. Uh let's see. JD, are you back with us? No, I'm not. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so I guess he'll be back here in a few minutes. <laughs> but uh folks, we're going to wait and see what happens here. Uh you know, you know, we talk about all the time that there are always several key players that makes wrestle that makes the big the big show WrestleMania, you know, great. But of course, if they're not a part of it in any sort of capacity, then I mean, what 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 is the show going to be worth anything? So, I mean, is Cena one of those big time players? And if that's the case, you know, is he going to compete? I mean, Fonzie and John both has agreed that they have no idea. Howard, they have both said they would like to see, you know, with, with of course, of the fact that Cena's first ever match on the main roster in WWE back in 2002 was against Kurt Angle. It would be fitting, fitting for Angle for Angle's last match to be against the man that that he that uh, that made his appearance that made his debut against Angle 17 years ago. That would make perfect sense. Whether or not, of course, WWE is going to honor that, as we all said, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget WWS Revolution 138055 pound. Uh, of course, our live video feed will be coming to us from Lucha US Ultimate uh, Ultimate Underground. Uh, news and views and history and birthdays. Uh, we're hopefully scheduled to have some more folks pop on, including, of course, uh, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and hopefully Danny from Oak Park will be joining us. Uh, also, of course, here, uh, <clears throat> I will be talking about a little bit more in depth about, of course, uh, the matches that, of course, are, that are going to be scheduled for, <coughs> uh, for our prediction title challenge here coming up uh, for next weekend's NXT show and also, of course, for WrestleMania. Uh, now, as JD did inform us, of course, earlier this week, that be, that uh, that the NXT show instead of being on next Saturday, it's going to be on next Friday. So what? So what's going to be the case here? I can go ahead and, and step step up and say that next Friday's edition of Revolution, not tomorrow, but next Friday's edition, will be, of course, full full time coverage. In addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. Will be full-time coverage of the NXT show from New York, and of course, so that means next, next Thursday on Wolfpack, we will uh, we will of course no doubt get our predictions in. Or uh, well, actually, what we will do is is that uh, between next Wednesday and next Thursday, we will of course get all of our predictions in, not only for the NXT show coming up on Friday, but of course for WrestleMania 35. I can I can confirm um, I have heard from the Iceman and the Human Suplex Machine uh, that uh, I think Fonz, you said you were in for the uh, prediction title challenge for both the NXT and show and WrestleMania. I believe is what you you have told y'all have told us. Um, yeah, I did speak to Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler uh, today, and he is in for both as well. So we have four people confirmed so far. Um, 
I believe the, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach is, all, is also going to be confirmed. Is is confirm is is confirming everything as well. But I'm going to double check with her and see what the story is with that. Uh, but of course, uh, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and Danny from Oak Park. I still have yet to hear officially if, in fact, I believe they're both in for WrestleMania. But I'm not sure about the NXT show for Michelle and Danny yet. But hopefully, we'll find out something about that. Possibly. Between tonight and tomorrow, we'll definitely try to find out something there. But be sure to check out, of course, Revolution tomorrow night, 138055-pound from 9 to 11 p.m. tomorrow evening. And also, don't forget, WWS Power Hour, Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, 141364-pound, as we will be, of course, talking about uh, Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays, and also, of course, uh, what took place in the radio network this week, as well as... Of course, some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, so be sure to check that out here as well. <coughs> uh, we have not officially announced another matchup for Wrestling Championship Challenge here yet, but hopefully we'll get to hear, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, we'll hear something, hopefully here soon. Uh, of course, as you know, in our last big-time matchup here, we did have the Black Widow, of course, get by Danny Hamoke Park to hold on to the NJPWS Bullet Club Championship. Um, I can also confirm that, that one of the titles for the NXT uh, prediction title challenge next week that will be decided will be, uh, will be, will be crowning a brand new WCCWS World Heavyweight Champion. After the last champion, uh, Rodney Adams did get back with me earlier this week and confirmed to me that he was not going to be able to defend it plus any of the other championship belts that he was currently holding. So we have several more belts that have become free, which primarily is, like I said, is the only other belts he had was was uh, he was holding some tag team gold was the only other belts he had in his possession. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll possibly try to get those filled here hopefully here very uh, very soon. But in the meantime, here folks, I. I um, we will. I will add several more belts to the uh, to the NXT Prediction Title Challenge, and I can also we and of course I can also confirm for WrestleMania 35 that the main belt that will be up for grabs is that for, as everyone here has heard me talk about this since Christmas before Christmas that the WWS World Heavyweight Championship will finally be decided at WrestleMania 35. Uh, I will, and I will be doing. I will be crowning uh, new champions. Of course, in addition to that belt, other championship belts that we have on hand. I will decide what other belts will be. Of course, a part of that. There may be other. There may be newer championship belts that may be decided in this as well. But I will keep everybody informed of this. Hopefully, here um, within the next uh, few days. But everybody will be made aware. Will be made aware of this as well. Uh, let's see while we wait for, uh, see, JD, are you back with us? Oh my Lord. He fell in the toilet. I can't believe it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course you call. Uh, yeah. I'll be as, you, as you probably have, have noticed that I have not been my, my, uh, my tone of voice here has not been very enthusiastic over the last couple of days. And a lot of folks here in the radio network understand why. And today, especially right now, folks, has kind of hit me hard a little bit. 
Um, and I'm just going to mention this briefly. Um, <clears throat> and for, and forget, and I forget, and I ask for, for forgiveness from, from everyone here involved as, as I'm about to talk, as I was about to mention is why I want to prepare them for, like I said, for what I'm about to mention here. And Fonzie, you've, you've, you've mentioned this scenario several times. JD's mentioned it a couple of times about how devastating and how sad it is when we have that when we when we have that gap form after we lose someone very special and of course we've all here in recent memory have lost about very very much so well even mr wws mr wws right here is not immune to that effect because ladies and gentlemen six years ago today and believe it or not the way this week it was laid out was it was the same what was 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 the exact same way this week was laid out six years ago march 28 2013 at 10 minutes after 8 p.m eastern time i lost my beloved 88 year old grandmother um, I have not made all this, I have not really made it public that much. I have mentioned it on Facebook several times. I'm sure JD and John, Fonzie, Gerard, Michelle, and everyone has read it, what I've put on Facebook over the years about that. And by this time every year, I will, I will mention it every time this date rolls around. My grandmother was my last, this, is, this was my last surviving grandparent that I had. This was my, of course, my mother's mother. Uh, but she was a very was a was was a, she and still is to this day a truly amazing woman. You know how some people say you know they have a hero in their lives. Well, this lady was my hero. I will say I will say that right off the bat. She was and forever ever will be my my hero. She, at the age of 88 years old, a lot of folks would be concerned about, well, you know, they would have to, to go into a home and all that because they're not capable of doing things by themselves. This was not the case with my grandmother. My grandmother was still able to, was still able to do what she loved to do for the past 60 years and that she was able to prepare meals for civic organizations, civic organizations in my community down here in North Carolina. She still did that even the, I'm back. even 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 the, even several days before she got sick. She asked what she was doing. That's what yes because she loved doing what she what she loved doing she loved doing that. She enjoyed doing that. She still drove at eighty at drove at eighty eight years old. And even more amazing, which a lot of people, folks, they were just in awe and in shock. My grandmother, despite having numerous operations and surgeries and everything, was still able to bowl on the same team. And an update for on the game. For, for I know this, this is crazy to say. It sounds like a football game, but this is actually the score. It is eleven. It is thirteen to ten with five and a half minutes to go in the first half. 
Okay. It has been a very okay, sluggish was, game. Okay, right. And I was still talking. I'm sorry about that, JD. Uh, but uh, thank, thank you very much. But, but I'm sorry, JD. But thank you very much, Chef, for letting us know. But I was just talking about how special this day is for me. So that's what I was just talking about. So that's okay. Um, but thank you very much for the update. I do appreciate it. Keeping us, keeping us up to date with that. Um, she was still on the same bowling team for the, for the past, for, for almost 60 years, doing something she loved doing. That's what, that's what inspired me to do a lot of things. Because she knew, she, she, she didn't let anything stop her. No. She did everything down to a science. She did everything down to a T. And, and like I said, this was a, this was truly inspiring, truly inspirational. And for that, like I said, you know, there's not a day goes by, even even we even when it's not the 28th day of the month of March, I still we all still think about her because of how much of an impact she made, of all the fun stuff that she did, you know, all the happy times, all the all the sad times, all the great memories. But anytime, she, anytime you talk about her, man, it makes you feel good. Trust me. I know this for a fact. So, like I said, six years later, we still honor her. And, of course, I JD saw, I sent a picture to JD. He saw the picture. I sent a picture to Ann. She saw the picture. I put it on the raw rant panel chat box. That picture has been seen, I'm sure, pretty much by everybody. So my my cousin up in Virginia actually sent that posted that picture earlier today on Facebook. So so I thank you very much to my grandmother for everything that she for everything that she did. Now I still honor her six years later. And also, ladies and gentlemen, another thing of course coming up that, that came up this week that really has hit me hard that is that. And JD especially knows this, and Ann knows this. I don't know if I don't know if Fonzie, if you've probably heard about it or not, but I'll go ahead and talk about it too. And well, you heard me talk about it the other day, probably. Um, my 76-year-old father is in the hospital, uh, and the last update I have, he was set to go home today, but apparently they found possibly something else going on with his heart. So he may have to stay in there over the weekends. So it might be next week before he has a chance to come home. So I don't know the full details. I don't know I don't know the full details, but all I can say is is like I said, I'll be talking to him over the weekend, spend trying to spend some time with him over the weekend, see how he's doing and everything. Uh, but um uh, but like I said, everyone just say a prayer for, like I said, my family tonight as they go through a lot of this. Because, like I said, it, is, it has been rough the last few days, especially on my side of the coin here. Uh, and I greatly, uh, I greatly appreciate the support from everybody here involved. And but I don't know which, what more I can really say because, like I said, I pretty much just said everything that I that I can say. But as, as and then ladies and that's why you also have not heard me talk that much except doing the history and the birthdays here. 
because of the of the situation here um because because but because of what today means for me and of course my other family issue that i have going on right now it's just one thing after another so and this just kind of helps eat up help, help eases the mind a little bit when you're going through something turbulent like that so so I do thank JD, especially JD, John, and Fonzie for continuing to tag along with me despite everything that's been going on with me. And I don't mean to drag everything into the mud, and I'm not trying to do that. They know me as somebody who says, you know, the show must continue to go on, and it and it's going to. Because that's one thing I learned from family is that you don't back off, you won't give up. Don't. So that's why I will continue to do, as JD says, in more ways than one. So, so thank you guys for let me get that out in the open and get that get that off my chest because if I didn't, I don't know what I would have been able to. I don't know if I would have been able to probably uh, think straight. If you, if, you, if you get what I'm saying. So thank you very much, guys. I do greatly appreciate the continued support here. <clears throat> uh, guys, um, <coughs> we got about, I think, 30 minutes before the show is over with here. Um, and I know that, you know, uh, we had a little bit of fun with this last night. Uh, but um, how about... And this is up to y'all if you wish. How would y'all like to have a good, grueling uh, uh, couple rounds of Family Feud? How's that sound? Works for me. Okay. Yep. John, John, you up for it? And just, just to give you an update, it is now 15 to 12, Texas Tech. With 335 left in the first. Like I said, it has been a very sluggish game. But I'll tell you what, you want to talk about crazy. You baseball fans, the LA Dodgers went, no pun intended, bad shit crazy. They hit eight, eight home runs today in their opener. It was ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Slamming the ball over the place, no pun intended. And speaking of slamming the ball, real quick, however. As we talked about this earlier, however, and I was starting to get into this, a new court filing by WWE has revealed details on the company's tentative touring schedule through next year's WrestleMania. As Pro Wrestling Sheet reports, the company filed court documents in an attempt for injunctive relief against bootleggers selling merchandise outside of WrestleMania. Within the filing is an exhibit which revealed the full, but obviously subject to change, touring schedule for the company. The list includes international dates, and from the looks of it, means that the company will next return to Saudi Arabia, maybe, it says now maybe, in November. Also listed in the filing are dates September 9 and 10, which will be a Monday and Tuesday, as WWE will be returning to Madison Square Garden. Also, along with the traditional post-MSG show, the day after Christmas. The schedule includes NXT shows at Full Sail University, assuming NXT tapings on the following days. April 10, May 1st, June 12th, and 13th. August 15th, 
September 11 and 12, October 24, and December 4. The European tours, however, are scheduled for May 8th through the 19th and November 5th through the 16th. Also of note, the October 4th SmackDown, which is the first on Fox, is currently as of now scheduled for the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Believe it or not. And I'll just to let you know also. What's that? Good. My goodness. I just said my goodness and yeah. Okay, and Fonzie, just to let you know real quick, I told this to Chad, uh, nothing has been confirmed yet, but we might be getting two shows. One, August 5th, the Monday night before SummerSlam in Toronto, the next of which could be held the 27th, however, similar to this year. Right now, we're not sure if that'll be a raw taping for the final show of the year or that will be a SmackDown taping, because right now I'm looking here, like I said, I already mentioned to Chad, however, right now, however, like I said, they have pretty much all the dates secured right now, however. I mean, like I said, however, I mean, I'm going to tell you, like I said, I mean, hold on. Uh, all right, let's see here. I did see how the list of events are in here is what they've got listed so far. Of course, we're already going into Mania after this. However, as of now, they have not said it yet. It has not been confirmed yet either. An untitled Saudi Arabia show, May 3rd. May 19 will be Money in the Bank, followed by NXT TakeOver in San Jose, June 8. Although, that again, these dates could change people. June 16th at the Pechenga Pechenga Arena. July 14, Extreme Rules in Philadelphia. Takeover, August 10. SummerSlam, August 11, at the Scotiabank Arena up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. September 15th, Hell in a Cell at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. October 6th, Clash of the Champions at the Golden One Center. November 1st, Saudi Arabia again. November 23rd, TakeOver War Games 3, Chicago, the next night Survivor Series. The 15th of December, my birthday, TLC in Minneapolis, Minnesota. January 25th and 26th in Houston. The Elimination Chamber has not been announced for a date yet. Same with uh, Fastlane, as well as TakeOver in April. The Hall of Fame, Mania, we do know it's going to be April 5th, however. Followed by backlash, takeover, money in the bank, stream rules, and all the other stuff. But like I said, like I said, possible shows which may be on the counter for 2020 include the following: two unnamed Saudi Arabia shows, Battleground, Evolution, Clash of Champions, Great Balls of Fire, No Mercy, Payback, and Super Showdown. So there we go. Okay, well, we'll definitely keep our eyes up and on all these, on all this, and like I said, anything possibly, you know, could, could could change here. So we'll just have to just definitely have to wait and see what that definitely wait and see what happens here. So <clears throat> thank you very much for keeping us up to date on that, there, uh, JD. We do appreciate that. Okay, here, guys, let's go ahead and see what we. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and see what we have. And of course, takeover is a week from tomorrow, people. Don't forget. 
Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, John is saying here, comment on this. WWE and MSG should be exciting on September 9th and 10th. And John, John he's also glad that WWE is finally going back to its roots in the fall. So there you go. All right. <laughs> here we go. Here we go with a couple of rounds of Family Feud here, guys. Uh, and here we go. Uh, top five answers on the board here, guys. Name an occupation, or let's just say, let me just rephrase it. Name a job whose members must worry about being bit, bitten. B-I-T-T-E-N. I'll repeat that. Name a job whose members must worry about being bitten. Bitten. B-I-T-T-E-N, yes. Right, right. JD, five answers. Beekeeper. Beekeeper. That's a good. That's a good answer. That is not on the board. Surprising. Fonzie. Zookeeper. Number three, zookeeper. Not bad, Fonz. Good way. Good start. Very good. Uh, John, John says, John says, gatekeeper. <laughs> John, that's a good answer. <laughs> Excuse me. But that is not on the board as well. That's not on the board uh, as well either. Uh, JD, so far, number three, zookeeper has been said. Name a, name a job whose members must worry about being bit. Uh, let's just say, uh, a farmer? Mm, farmer. Another good answer, but that's not on the board. Surprising. Fonzie, you're up again. <clears throat> uh, vegetarian? Repeat that, Fonzie. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm like a vegetarian dog. Oh, you, oh, you talking about whatever. Veterinarian. Okay. Fonzie, number one, a vet. Very nice job, Fonzie. Very nice job indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Veterinarian is how they pronounce it. But you can just say vet. Be okay, Fonzie. That'd be okay. But you did good. That's very yeah, good. Whatever. <laughs> uh, John, uh, so far, veterinarian and zookeeper has been said, and the job whose members must worry about being bitten. Three more answers. And no, and no, John, JD is not on that board either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, John. Not today. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, if JD, if JD bites you, and no, no disrespect, JD, but if JD bites you, you'll end up saying in more ways than one, however, in more, how, Whatever, however, never mind. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm picking JD. I'm joking. John says a child. That's not bad. That's not a bad answer, John, but that is not on the board. Uh, JD, three more still to go so far. A vet and a zookeeper has been said in a job whose members must worry about being bitten. I think 
Uh, a dentist? And let's see, dentist. A good answer, but not, that is not that is not there. Huh. Coming up with the good answers, and they don't have the good answers. I don't, I don't understand no. why that happened. It's crazy. It is crazy. Bonzi still three more answers, but so far, vet and name a job whose members must worry about being bitten. <clears throat> And Fonzie John's not on the board oh, either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is a police officer? Hmm. He's a police officer. Hmm. Okay. Excellent answer. And of course, that is one they always have to work. They always have to keep their eyes open on. Yes. However, Fonz, that didn't make the board. Shock, shocking you enough. And I'm, I'm, I'm shocked about that one. I'm very shocked about that one. Uh, John, still three seven minutes. seconds left. Yeah. Well, but Fonzie, Fonzie, don't, don't threat my man. You got two of them already, which is fantastic. Yeah, he's done well. No, 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 no. Uh, Michigan just called a timeout with seven seconds left. What's the score? So stupid. Oh. They're down. They're down. Uh, they have 14. Ooh. I don't know what the other one but they, they called a timeout with seven seconds left. They're going to have time. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, still three answers. They have a job. 24-16. Okay. 24-16, J.D. The Texas Tech is up eight. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Fonz. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Why don't you call timeout? Retarded. That's why they fired your ass from West Virginia. Because they're desperate. desperate. Yeah, they are. They are desperate, right? They are desperate. John says he does not have he does not have any any other answers for that. I think I got one. Okay, JD, go ahead, give it a try. A vet. You already said Fonzie already said a vet, remember? Oh, he said darn it. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say let's see, a zookeeper, a vet. Uh, I'm gonna say. A doctor. That's not it. Another good answer, and yet another one that is not there. Damn. I'm getting, well, I'm getting, no, I'm getting, no, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting really getting surprised that a lot of these good ones yeah, aren't there. Yeah, me too. So, all right, Fonz, still three more. What, what's your take here, bud? Circus act? I don't know. Is that a circus act? Yes. Yeah. Well, Fonzie, a man, I'm going to give you that. Number two, a tamer or a trainer, as in lion tamer. There you go. 
Bonzi, you, Bonzi, you did it again, my man. So you got three of them, my man. You are doing well, Fantastic. man. You're doing better than I am tonight. <laughs> Good work. Fantastic, Fantastic. John, do you want to try one more time? You got two answers left. Name a job whose members must worry about being bitten. No, Todd, I will not bite you. <laughs> John, uh, okay, and then the JD must be must think you're a Pittsburgh cheesesteak. I don't want to say Philadelphia because y'all don't like that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no offense there, guys. Uh, now, John says he's good. He's going, JD or Fonzie, you want to try one more time? You got two more answers. Hmm. No, I'll pass on that. Okay. Let me think. I think I let me try one more. Yeah. Um, so, so far, I won't tell you. Yeah, vet, tamer, or trainer, and zookeeper has been said. Two more answers. Uh, I'm gonna say, however, a dog train, a dog train, and not a vet, but a dog person. Who trains their dog? Well, trainer said, has been said. Supposed to trainer oh, was yeah, said. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. Uh, you know what? No, I'm done. I tried. Okay. Well, let me one that, and y'all did. Fonzie, Fonzie, you, you, Fonzie, you did 100 percent fantastic. Yes, you did. You did real good. Yes, you. Yeah. And y'all, I tell usually I'm, I'm the one who's doing well, and you're doing well compared to me tonight, Perfect. man. After we get done with this, I'll have to do one more before we go off the air here tonight. Uh, then we go ahead and just read off the read off the last ones here. Great job all around here. Name a job whose members must worry about being bitten. You got number one, vet, number two, lion tamer or trainer, and number three, zookeeper. Here are the other two. Number number four, a mailman. Ah. Uh, and number five. <coughs> An animal catcher, like a dog catcher, yeah. I believe is what they're. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, y'all did. Y'all did fantastic here. So yeah. I mean. So. Okay, but this one might be. I think this one might be a little bit more easier, in my personal opinion. Eight answers on the board here, guys. If all, if all three of y'all are in, eight answers. So let me ask them to go around. JP, are you in with the, for this question? I'm ready. Yep, I am. Fonzie, are you? Uh, Fonzie, are you in for this question? Mm-hmm. John, are you in for this question? And John's in there. Okay, top eight answers are on the board, guys. Let, let's see very carefully. Name a state that touches the Atlantic Ocean. I'll repeat it. Name a state that touches the Atlantic Ocean. Eight answers, JD. All right, what was it again? Sorry, sorry, one more time. Name a state that touches the Atlantic Ocean. Eight ah. answers. Massachusetts. Number four, Massachusetts. Fonzie. No, I'm going to say... Uh, what's one there? I'm going to say... New, uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Number seven, New Jersey. Not bad, fine. Fines is on a roll tonight here. Man. That looks pretty good. John says Connecticut. That's a good answer, John, but that is not on the board. So, 
Uh, JD, so far we've got Massachusetts and New Jersey, as said. Uh, six more answers left. Maryland. You said Maryland? Yeah. Not on the board, but that good answer nonetheless. I don't know who in the world answered these questions. Uh, yeah, okay. Apparently it must not have been a high enough answer for them to put it on the survey, I guess. Uh, Fonzie still, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. So far, going to has been said. They are on here. I have all of that's been said. Six more answers left to go. South Carolina. Fonzie, you're close, and I'm going to give it to you. I don't know why in God's name they put this on the very bottom, number eight. North Carolina. They put my home state at the very bottom of this darn survey. Oh, man, I'm going to find out who. Mm. Only two people on the survey said it. The official huh. survey here. North, you say North Carolina? Yes, I'm giving it to you because you said Carolina. So, yeah, but I said South Carolina. I know that, but it's Lisa's, close enough. Yeah, okay. It, it's close enough. You said Carolina, so I'm giving it to you. But no, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I just can't believe that only two people said that. Two two people knew that. <laughs> and they put it on it as the very last one on the list. All right, uh, John's already got one on here. Maine. And John, number three, is Maine. Maine was even higher up than... Oh, dear God. Okay. Uh, uh, J.D., <laughs> Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and North Carolina is on the board. Four more answers still to go. And a state that touches the Atlantic Ocean. Rhode Island? Number five, Rhode Island. I saw a joke. I saw a joke here about uh, somebody saying, Thank, uh, welcome. I saw a road sign that said, Welcome to Rhode Island. And then one minute later, they said, Thanks for visiting Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's, I think that's how small it is, I guess. Yeah. All right, Fonzie, so far, Maine. Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and North Carolina. Three more states left to go. It has to be. I'm going to say Washington, D.C. That is an excellent answer. And you know what? I haven't done this in a while. You guessed the bonus answer tonight, Bonds. You guessed the bonus answer. Nice. So it's D.C., yes. So there you go, Fonz. Very good. Uh, all right, uh, John. Uh, John says New Hampshire. Another good answer, but not on the board. Surprise. So, J.D., so far you've got Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Jersey, North Carolina, and the bonus answer, Washington, D.C. Oh, uh, you buddy. Do you bleach your hair? Oh, shit. I am going to say Delaware. <laughs> Delaware, another good answer. But again, another one not that didn't make the board. I, the I mean, we're in Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Who in the world is answering these questions? I don't know who they're asking. I mean, shocking. All right, Fonzie. Three answers still, official answers still left, but. I'm going to say Virginia. That's another good answer. Would you believe that? I think that too. Are you serious, bro? 
I wish I, I, I wish I was not serious, but obviously enough, it's not. Somebody, whoever they're getting into these surveys, they don't, they don't know their geography that well. So there you go. They're probably a uh, drunk person. Even North <laughs> Only two people said North Carolina. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that even made it. that many people that said it. John's already got one up. Oh. He says, John, number one is Florida. Number yeah, but John, I'm trying to take that one. All right, so far. You've got this. You've got Florida. You got Maine. You got North, you got Rhode Island. You got New Jersey, North Carolina, North Carolina, and the bonus answer. Mm-hmm. Two more answers left. Two more left. New York. Number cocksucker. No, I don't know. Actually, I like pie rather than hot dogs. See you, Rima. Yeah. Uh, uh, JD number two is New York. Fonzie, Fonzie, one more answer. You got this. Come on. One more answer. Ah. How's, how's not? How's not Richmond, Virginia is not there either? Because it's, it's because now. Right, but here's what I think happened. That's the few, the few, a few, a few, very few people said it, and that's probably why I didn't make the survey. So apparently, it had to be under two people that said it, because the lowest one they had here, only two people North said Carolina. North, Carolina, yeah. North Carolina. So it had to be. You did get that one. was a good answer, though. Oh yes, it was. It was a good answer, and, and I agree. And Jay and Poppy's right. But why is Maryland is a good one. Delaware. I mean, why they're not on there? Yeah, you think those two would be up there? Yeah. He was on the answer earlier. was a good one, too. Yes. Can I say Pennsylvania? (laughs) Y'all going to hate me for this, and you're going to hate family people for this. That didn't make the board either. No. See, that's that's why we're coming up with a whole bunch of better answers than they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes. All right, um, uh, John. One more, one more answer. Go for it, John. John, now that one, John, John, that one's been said already. So give it another try. Mm-hmm. He, he said the state of mm-hmm. New York. <laughs> what did he say? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Holy son. crap! Uh, Holy crap! Who didn't? Oh my God! He got it. Number six, Georgia. He got it. Tag gone. I was gonna say, it. you know, I was gonna say either Georgia or South Carolina. Wait, 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 wait. How's Georgia touching an Atlantic Ocean? Because Atlanta and Savannah the are right there. Very tip. No, I, no, Fonzie, I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's probably the very tip of it is. Yes. No, because it's right under. Yeah, it is. Look at the map. Look at Savannah. You know, no, it's Savannah. And he's right. Augusta and Savannah. It's right near there. He's right. He's one hundred percent right. Yeah, but it's not Georgia. He said Georgia. Yeah, there right. is Georgia. Yeah, but yes, it's Savannah. not touching. I mean, it's, Jacksonville it's probably. You could say Jacksonville, Florida's touching it. Well, we tried. Barely, anyway, good one. barely touching. Barely touching. 
Very, very tough. I don't game. know about that. <laughs> well, but, but, hey, we, got, we cleaned the board out, which is good. We got the board done. Let, 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 me, yes, let me read. Let me read you the number of people that said each one of these. Okay. Let me read this. Okay. Y'all okay. gonna be shocked. Okay. North Carolina. I said two people said that. Okay. Right. New Jersey. New Jersey and Georgia. Four people said both those answers apiece. Wow. Four people. Rhode Island was said by six people. Massachusetts was said by seven. Maine was said by said by thirteen. New York was said by twenty-two, and Florida was said by thirty-six people. So I can see Florida, but yeah, I can see Georgia. I can well, see. Like I, said. I can see that too. Yeah. Well, and, and Fonzie, I agree. Well, JD, JD, I do agree with his argument though. It's not. You're right, Fonzie. It's not. I mean, from looking at it, it doesn't look like it's touching the ocean at all. I agree with you. I agree with that. But, you know, it's like I said before, they're basing all this on actual surveys that they used on the show, and they claim they went around and asked a hundred so, or so people, and, and this is what they came up with, surprisingly. And they must have probably said more than this. Apparently, they just picked the highest ones. But, you know, some of them were tied, you see. And so, I, but I agree with you. Fonzie, I'm on your side, man. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Why they come but up, and how they come up, I don't know. But, hey, but like I said, if you go back and watch these episodes of Family Feud, I'm sure, like I said, you'll probably see half of these, some of these same questions be asked off the, or on these cards. That's where these surveys came from. And so I'm here. So, all right, uh, gentlemen, uh, anything else you wish to add before we shop here? I will also let you know here that there are exactly one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, at least seven surveys actually left in left in the entire deck that I have. So seven more left. We'll find we'll find more. Don't worry. Oh yeah, we'll find. Some, I'll find some more. Don't, I'll find some try find some decent ones. Hey, if I have to, I'll make some online if I can. Uh, John said he has nothing to add. JD or Fonzie, anything, gentlemen, y'all wish to add? Oh, JD, I gotta get your take on something that I read to Fonzie and John. I want to hear your sure, take sure. on this right now. Yeah, go ahead. By okay. all means, real quick. I read, I read a story that was off the cage side seats earlier tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, John Cena is back in the dating picture. Uh, well, good luck. Course, good, good luck to him. I mean, I still think he's a douche for throwing Nikki away, however, like the way he did, however. But let me ask you this question. Well, he right. farted in her face. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, wait, and Fonzie raises a very good point, too. But let me ask you this, JD. With oh. this close to WrestleMania, first off, I'll ask this part. Would you, and just in your opinion, would you. Yeah. Want to see Cena take on Angle in his last match of WrestleMania? Yes, I think you have to. You have to. It makes sense. But the question, I mean, then, 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 I'll, then I'll do this by asking you this question: Will it ha will it be set before WrestleMania? 
I don't think so because I think they want to go with Angle and Corbin still in the pre-show. Like I said, I mean, I think they'll do it in the pre-show. But like I told my buddy today, and I think, Fonte, I told you this, and I think I may have, may have told John this, and I'll mention this tomorrow night too when Michelle and hopefully Danny come on, I'll mention the same thing. I think you have to do that last hour with three big blockbuster matches. One, you have to do... Uh, like I said, angle. For, if you're going to do Angle and Corbin, however, do it in the pre-show. Get it over with early. Then, however, if Angle comes out later in the show, however, and is ready to retire, however, then you have uh, John Cena come out of nowhere, and everyone is shocked as hell. And they said, we haven't seen John Cena since so-and-so, however, since really. I think the la- we haven't seen him since uh, last year, however. Then you basically do something really good, however, and you say, okay, Cena, this is the way we're going to do this, however. This is the way we want it to be done, however. So I would say, yeah, you have him take on Corbin, like I said in the pre-show. Then he stands in the back, however, and then maybe he comes back and the crowd and does his farewell speech, maybe. That, and then Cena comes out and says, however, let's do it one more time, however, for old time's sake, however, and then give the fans what we really wanted them to see. You do that, then you do uh, Seth maybe versus uh, Brock, however, or possibly you, you could do Seth versus Brock, however, and then you do Rome versus Drew, and then you close it out with the women. Those are the four matches you have to close out. Like I say, like I say if you're going past the 11 o'clock hour, like you are planning to do at WrestleMania and go into midnight hour, close to midnight hour, or after midnight, those are the four matches I would close out WrestleMania with those four. You have to. It makes sense. But do, you, but do you honestly think Angle wants to have his last match as part of the pre-show? I don't think so, but at the same time, right now, they're, they've got 13 matches listed as of now. I think we'll know more after Monday in D.C. where they're going to stand. Because I think Vince Howard this weekend and on Monday is going to have to really just listen to what the, is going to have to decide how to break it down, what they're going to do, and how they're going to do it. Well, well certainly. I mean, I, I mean, I, absolutely, because, I mean, it's like I said before, I mean, if, if they want to truly honor, truly honor what they said back in December, you know, give the fans what they want to see. I mean, if, if they're actually very de- dead serious, which – some people's eyes are probably saying, okay, they're not. They're doing that just to make them to cover their own tracks and all that. But do you honestly, but do you honestly think that all that, that there's the reason why they're probably now starting to come around? And Fonzie's left us for the evening, so Fonzie, thank you for coming on, sir. Do, do you honestly think do you honestly think that what this has been and for some reason I keep throwing this out here, that they've been leading the fans on. Up until right before WrestleMania, and all of a sudden, they have. I'll answer you. I'll answer you. Yes, they have been leading the fans on. You're right. And like I said, I know Michelle, hopefully, and maybe Daniels, and maybe Gerard, and whoever else comes on tomorrow night, or, or within the next week, will say the same thing. But I'm sure Michelle and Danny, if they come on tomorrow night, will say the same thing. Yeah, they have been leading them on for almost the last two months. I mean, ever since really the Royal Rumble in Phoenix, however, I mean, it's been like hot potato back and forth. I mean, one week, however, until you recently named this past week, however, the women's match is the main event. You didn't even know what your main event was. You were debating on whether or not if Seth and Brock were going to close the show. You didn't know where the women lay on the card. Heck, you didn't even know where Roman and Drew were going to be until a couple 
couple weeks ago. You knew about the Dean Ambrose situation. You didn't know about the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, which right now is up in the air. The women's tag team Fatal 4-Way is pretty much up in the air. I mean, you could put that on the pre-show along with the Cruiserweight match and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal like they've done before. But the thing is, though, with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, you only got three people. You got less than nine days now. Nine days and counting as of tomorrow. You're going to have to start naming people this weekend at the house shows, all next week on television, Monday and Tuesday, and throughout the week next week, however, prior to next, the following Sunday. If you don't, then you might as well just yank it off the card and just cancel it all together. Well, certainly. I mean, but do you, but like I said, I mean, and do you, and also talking about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing here, and I'm going to spend, I spent a little bit, we'll spend a little bit of time here with this. Do you honestly, do you think that the reason why, They've only have a small amount of people on so far, which is including the two Saturday Night Live guys and Braun Strowman obviously has been announced. Do you think, but honestly, that the one reason why they haven't started filling that up yet is because they're possibly going to you know, maybe use like some of the some some guys from NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. Do you think that some of yeah, those guys? Yeah, I think you have. Yes, I think so, because you have to fill – what is going on in those three federations right now. Some of them, however, might be coming up to the main roster soon after, however, like the uh, Adam Coles, the Johnny Garganos, the Alistair Blacks, the Ricochets, uh, the Mark Andrews, like the Tony Nieces, the Cedric Alexanders. Yes, you're going to have to. I mean, I think that I think this year they don't want to, like I said, go overboard, and I think you're going to have to do that. But like I said, again, NXT, however, is, like I said, is the premier brand whether it's in the U.S., it's in the U.K., whatever. 205 Live, again, has had up and down times, and they're still hanging on. But, yeah, I think the reason why they're not doing it and making it big this year is, like you just mentioned, yeah, bring those guys from 205 Live, bring those guys from uh, the U.K., bring those guys from uh, here in the States. Yeah, it makes sense. And also, you got also ponder, ponder this as well. You brought up the match. You brought up the, the, the match for the for the women's title, which I don't know. Right now, it's just for the Raw women's title, but of course, it, that that might change, and they'll probably have to do the thing about well, doing something about talking, that. Well, you and I, you and I talked about this. They are talking about that. They're talking about basically putting both belts on the line, something they have not done since Mania 10, when you had title versus title. Do you go that way for the main event? Right now, they're still debating on that very heavily. Well, if, if they're going to, do, but my personal opinion, if they do that, then what they're going to have to do, they can't make that a simple triple threat match. You got three of your top female contenders right now. You got Ronda Rousey, you got Charlotte, and you got Becky Lynch. You can't make this a simple triple threat. You've got to add something to make this match spectacular. You own the big stage for crying out loud. You're going to have a ton of people expected to see this. You're right. And you have to make that match. And again, it depends on timing, too, and depends on what time you put it on. You're going to have to make this go 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes, possibly, if you want to really close the show in style. Well, certainly, of course you have to. You're going to, you're going to have to extend the time frame. And I think another reason we talked about this as well, and I'm sure you agree with this, that the main reason above all else why, and this was, and, and, and this, this, this makes probably more sense than anything we've been talking about here leading up towards, towards WrestleMania. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it right now. That the only reason why they decided to put the women's match the main event and not the one between Brock and Seth for the universal title is because of the women's title situation has gotten 10 times more hype than the universal title match. They haven't talked about the thing with Seth and Brock here. 
in recent memory. And not even around fasting, they didn't do it because, like I said, it's an afterthought. It's an afterthought. It's been an afterthought for the last few weeks, however. I mean, that's the sad part about it. You're 100% right, and it's and it's a shame because it should be built up the way it should. But like you said, Howard, it's it's just not been that way. You're right. The women are getting more over. And everyone's for the equality stuff, and I am too. And I think it's a good thing, however. Like I said, I think, it, like I said, we've talked about this too. I mean, Danny, you, me, Gerard, Michelle, and Fonzie, uh, John, JML, everyone in the panel. I mean, the thing is, though, they know, however, like I said, if they want to just knock out, they cannot, I mean, everyone's going to realize they cannot make this, and we've said this before, they cannot make this like a WrestleMania 9. Back in '90, they just cannot. Not when you have 70, 75, 80,000 people packed into the Giants and Jets Stadium of MetLife Stadium. You cannot do it this time. But that's exactly what's going to go down. That's why I said that number 35 is going to turn out far worse than what WrestleMania than WrestleMania Nine's reputation. At this point, they yes. don't. But like, it, it, yes. yeah, and this and like I said, this weekend, however, is this weekend on the house show circuit. And especially this Monday and Tuesday coming up, Power, you're going to have to really on television, in, D, in John's neck of the woods and in Baltimore, D.C. and Baltimore on Monday and Tuesday night, you're going to have to really come out swinging. Whether, I don't know what you got booked and planned yet. I mean, we know the matches are going to be planned, Power, but like I said, you're going to have to put two quality days of TV in. I think it's too little too late to see that, Power. But hopefully, Howard, they might prove us all. I don't know. I don't think the build-up has been all that great. I think it's been a major disappointment since the Rumble. I mean, the Chamber was good, don't get me wrong, but like I said, I just have a bad, bad pit in my stomach and feeling in my, uh, like I said, a pit in my stomach just telling me that this is going to be a very choppy show. I really do, and it's, and it's going to be interesting. We'll see. And, of course, I was also going to mention about the Brock Seth thing right past before we go. That the reason why I think it wasn't hyped up that much, because, like I say, keep in mind around Fastlane, with the fact that Roman Reigns was coming back into the mix here, and they decided to do one day they were hyping up one more match involving the Shield before they officially put the Shields. The Shield. And that kind of really killed it, and that killed it, yes, 100%. Yes, yes that, that, that right there, honestly, truthfully, like I said, just pretty much blew it out of the water. And that's why that enough steam got behind the deal which with Ronda Rousey ever since doing the heel thing, also bringing in Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in the process ever since what happened in January. That is what it really has kind of pushed them to the top of the top of the, as they say, top of the food chain and has pretty much given the women's title situation and the women, the female competitors, that much more, much, much, much more steam and much more for uh, giving much more close to the stuff to, for them to be looking for going into our WrestleMania 35. That's why that and that right there has really once again, other than Brock holding that belt for as long as he did beforehand and also right now, that's why ever since that Universal Championship has been pretty much considered bad luck because, like I said, it has not been given the distinction. That it has 
observed. Not that many people have held but it. But for how many Rock years have the ladies? But how many years? Of, you're right. But how many years have the ladies said how are two how are in a way how are they have wanted to main event on a big stage like a wrestling? They got their wish this year. Yes, that's great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's a fantastic thing. But the thing is, though, how are, at the end of the day, how are, like I said, you look at the last six months of the year. Who is one of the top three superstars that has gone over in the WWE in general? Becky's definitely won. Seth has had a pretty decent, fair response. And it's hard to say who number three is, but Becky by far is the top big name. She is, I mean, defied authority. She doesn't care. I mean, like I said, and she's shown it, Howard. And like I said, she's going to go out there and tear it down, no pun intended. I mean, even though she I mean, she did tear it down, we saw, of course, in the opening match with Oscar, of course, in Phoenix a couple months ago. But the thing is, though, I mean, that's another person who's just getting buried, you know, which is ridiculous. And I, I think everyone would agree to that. Some people would, some people wouldn't. But again, the thing is, Becky is over with her merchandise. She's over with the fans. You see more man signs. You see more man shirts. You Like I said, with the merch, you see more man signs, however. You see more man people cheering for her. She is like the female Stone Cold Steve Austin, defying authority and breaking it down, breaking down the wall. Like I said, yes, we've had Charlotte. Yes, we've had Sasha, Bailey, Oscar. Um, even the girls in NXT, Kari Sane, Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, at the end of the day, it's all no longer wrong. I mean, if you go back and watch what uh, Ronda said, I think it was on Tuesday in SportsCenter, it's no longer brawn panty matches in like two or three minute matches or less than that, two, three minute matches. You're seeing these girls go out there five, six, eight, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty minutes and tearing down walls. And that's great. That's what you needed all along. Right. Exactly, and like and, and, and like I said, it took so many years for the female competitors to finally gain some notoriety. You know, yeah. girls like Lita, Trish, uh, China, God rest her soul, Miss Elizabeth, yep. all of them. It took them to try to break, and they pretty much took the bar off the door. These ladies now broke it down, especially with what happened with the women's Royal Rumble match. Last yep. January of 18, and then all of a sudden you had them, for example, main event, like, for example, Hell in the Cell with the first women's Hell in the Cell match. Yes, the, the Money in the team. Bank match, the Money in the Bank. I mean, they yeah. proved yes. that. And the, yes. And the first all-women's pay-per-view. Last October. Which got a mixed I mean, right. It got a mixed review, but yeah, money. But you're right about Evolution, but yeah, Money in the Bank, the Women's Royal Rumble definitely showed that. Yes, no doubt about it. So, so so, like I said, I mean, this is their opportunity, and and my only hope and prayer is that, like I said, that they do not, and I'm sure they're not going to, but I just hope and pray to God that they do not waste them on waste these ladies on anything here in the future, because if they, because let me tell you something, if they do, like I said, everything that has happened within the last the last few months to the last year is going is is going to be considered nothing more. Than a waste, unfortunately, in my own, yep. in my own personal, in my own personal opinion. So that's that's that that's that's what that's what I mean by that. And I hope, like I said, that you know, I think what will really show the world that the fem- that your female WWE competitors have come up have a reason, the the, the reason for them to pop, the, the, for them finally pop up on the main roster, and make an impact. They're going to prove that. On, they're going to prove that next weekend. And if they and if they can't and if they can't do that, then you know 
it's gonna be all. All I gotta say is, you know, they better they better have another. They better have something else in place because. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, all right, sit tight for one second while I take care of this, and we'll go ahead and, and close it out here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening tonight to episode 196 of Wolfpack. I do want to thank the Iceman. Four episodes from 200, folks. Four episodes. Which, which by the way, as, as I'm, I'm looking at the calendar here, folks, just to pull up the calendar very quickly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we will be hitting that mark at the end of April, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to hopefully plan some something big to happen here too. So we'll be so as I said, well, when we keep when we get the dates situated, and hopefully we'll have something big happen on number two hundred of Wolfpack here, folks. And we'll let you know. We'll keep you apprised of that here as well. For the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Super Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as of course, uh, like I said. Our good friend Captain Dave Spieler didn't make it on the live video feed of LWUS. Yes, Captain uh, Dave's Corner podcast, folks. Again, check out the Captain Corner's podcast on FacebookLive.com. However, all you got to do is tell him JD the Iceman sent you, and he will definitely talk to you, hopefully, and give you all his thoughts about the independent wrestling scene, including Combat Zone Wrestling, and, of course, his other wrestling federations that he does in his area of New Jersey, however, like I said, I have watched a little bit of it, and I will tell you how the Captain Corners podcast is very good. Definitely worth checking out, folks. And like I said, tell them JD sent you. Absolutely. Uh, Wolf Hat and be sure to for Revolution tomorrow night. Of course, news and views, history and birthdays. Of course, hoping the Black Widow and Danny from Oak Park will be joining us as well. I'll talk to and them, we'll hopefully, have... and we'll hear from them. But also <laughs> tomorrow night is going to be also a very historical day tomorrow in wrestling. Oh, and we can't. And I can't wait to see what that moment's going to be. And we, and we are always we always enjoy our wrestling history because without the wrestling history, you wouldn't have the wrestling future. In my personal opinion. There you go. <clears throat> Wolfpack episode one ninety seven is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring, as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. Thank you once again for the prayers and concerns, of course, uh, for my family. Of course, like I said, with my father, of course, being in the hospital, probably next week he'll be able to come home. And also, of course, on the anniversary of the passing of a very remarkable lady, Grandma, I miss you and love you very much. This has been the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on Revolution. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.